This episode of the podcast was recorded live over at Instagram.com slash Life with Leva. Every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Central Time, tune in to watch me and a special guest talk about sexuality, gender, mental health, art, and much more. That's Instagram.com slash Life with Leva. I want to, let's just, let's just get started. <laughs> um, this is Jay from San Marcos, if you want to say hi. <laughs> um, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jay is a tattoo artist who coins themselves as a genderless lover boy. <laughs> um, and today I wanted to talk about all the things with gender and identity and tattoos and kind of self discovery a little bit of course um so first and foremost what do you identify as i identify as genderqueer non-binary and uh yeah i'm actually in a couple weeks i'm actually gonna be starting hormone therapy really yeah yeah i'm gonna be doing that and so I'll still be, I still identify as non-binary, but uh, yeah, I'll be doing hormones and I'm actually looking to get top surgery pretty soon. So. Oh yeah. I, I know a lot of um, like genderless, uh, non-binary uh, people, especially people who are born um, women like to do the hormone therapy to just kind of be more androgynous. Um, yeah. I feel the so, same way. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, like, particular pronouns? Yeah, I've actually, at first, when I first came out as non-binary, I didn't have any. Mm -hmm. um, but now, recently, in the past, I'd say the past few months, I've been leaning more towards they, them pronouns. Yeah. But I still, I haven't really told many people that yet, so um, it's still kind of like, you know, people kind still she and stuff. Sometimes yeah. people call me he, but I, I really don't mind. But I'm starting to lean more towards they, them pronouns. Gotcha. Um, can you take me through the journey of how you kind of discovered that you were non-binary? Yeah. Actually, it's it's really crazy. Someone who is very important to me uh, came out to me as non-binary. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know much about it at all. And so what ended up happening is as they were sharing with me their feelings and like things they were going through, it felt very similar. And so it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, okay, this is what I am, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it was like looking in the mirror almost as they were talking to me. It was like seeing it, it was like, wow, this is, you know, it was very, hmm. it was very eye opening for me. I never really had time to, do a lot of research because I was always working and right I a lot so I never really <laughs> had that much time to myself so as they were explaining to me their feelings that's how I discovered that I was non-binary I always felt kind of like in the middle ever since I yeah. was a little kid but um yeah recently it's been um recently is when I discovered it, you know, so. Right. Um, did you have any um, major influencers growing up that you think kind of uh, influenced the way that you expressed yourself and kind of thought of yourself? 
any major influencers? Hmm. Um, a lot of my friends, most of my friends are non-binary. Oh, and, really? Yeah, they've kind of influenced me mm-hmm. and being just more comfortable with myself and stuff, which has been really cool. So I definitely say my close friends have helped me a lot. And they've been a huge, like, influence to me watching them eat out. You know, it inspired me to kind of come out about things. Yeah. Um, Did you have, like, one moment where it just kind of clicked that you were like, yeah, this is, like, for sure me? Yeah, that moment that they were, you know, my friend was talking to me about it. That was kind of the wake-up call. Because I'd Mm -hmm. always felt those feelings, but... It wasn't until, you know, I was really listening to them, uh, and I, I felt the exact same way, just kind of in the middle of this really big, big, big spectrum, you know? So yeah. that's really when it hit me, and and then I started to become, you know, realizing it, I became more comfortable with myself, so mm-hmm. it was um, When did you realize that you had to come out like everyone else? Well, it was during Pride Month, ironically enough. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I see, all, you know, everybody who's just, like, happy and gay. And, you know, it just kind of, it just made me so happy. And it inspired me to come out. Mm-hmm. And when I came out, it just felt like all this weight was just lifted right off my shoulders. It was really cool. And it was uh, probably one of the best feelings I've ever experienced thus far in my life. That's great because you know a lot of I know a lot of people kind of dread dread doing that stuff you know it um, um, I read in one of your Instagram posts that Mm -hmm. you felt really kind of oppressed as a kid because your parents worked in a church and you grew up in a church Um, can you kind of tell me how you broke free from that and uh, how it felt when you were finally able to you know be yourself yeah, um, well, obviously it was hard growing up because I didn't really have anyone that I could confide in. So there was a lot of uh, pent-up, suppressed emotions that I had growing up for a very long time. Yeah. And so then when I finally, you know, was comfortable enough in my skin and just, like, let people know, it, I felt a lot of that stuff from my childhood just kind of, like, lift off of me. And it was a really good feeling. So I guess just whenever I went to college, I studied a lot of philosophy. Mm. And it kind, of, it kind of broke away, you know, my mindset from, I used to be a Christian, but now I'm an atheist. But when I took the philosophy class, it like, basically it made me like separate myself from like, I guess a lot of Christian views, but um but yeah, that's really when it kind of snapped. Like, you know, none of this stuff really makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So doing that, like coming out, that definitely helped for sure. And it made me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, good. Better. <laughs> yeah. Um, did anyone walk out on you after you came out? Um. No, not at no. all. I haven't really, now my parents, I haven't really told them much about it. Ah, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, 
kind of have like this they to them they just think I'm gay and I mean yes I'm gay but like they don't really know much about like my gender identity they don't know I want to start taking hormones they don't know about top surgery so that I'm kind of like I'm waiting for that you know yeah <laughs> I don't want to just go out you know mm -hmm. I, I'm ideally I would like to kind of ease them into it I don't want to like completely submerge them you know but right no. kind of slowly yeah yeah they'll know when it's time for them to know right um so I want to talk more about the tattooing the tattooing mm -hmm. stuff um what was your process from you know becoming professional with it um like like how I started and stuff yeah well, I just drew a lot, um, and basically I would make designs for my friends. Like, they would want to get tattoos, and be like, hey, Jake, can you, like, draw something up? And I started doing it, and um, I got my first tattoo when I was in college. And whenever it happened, I, like, instantly knew I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so, and then I just started drawing stuff for my friends, and I would post it on Instagram, like, all the drawings and stuff. And someone approached me and was like, hey, like, come check out this shop, come draw with us. And I oh, was, wow. yeah, I didn't know much about it, so I was like, okay, sure, you know, just <laughs> and pure, like, and um, the person was not a very good person at all. They showed me a little bit, but I kind of had to learn on my own. I basically mm. just got tattooed by really badass tattooers and watched every single move they made in minutes, mm. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, would you say that that first person kind of was like a road bump in your learning experience? Um, it at the time it would I would view it as a road bump, but now um, I view it as I don't know. I I feel like it kind of helped me learn more about, you know, just being careful when you're trying to do an apprenticeship. Because mm -hmm. I, I, a lot of people want them, I've noticed. And I tell them, like, it's a lot harder than, you know, what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was kind of a bump in the road. But I feel like if I hadn't gone through it, I, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today so I kind of look at it as a learning kind of thing you know what I'm saying yeah I get you um mm -hmm. what has been your worst client experience <laughs> <laughs> my worst client experience mm -hmm. uh, there was it was interesting this this guy he was very intimidating he was like in his late 40s early 50s just intimidating as hell and he wanted this a tiny portrait of his wife like sitting on her car and he wanted like you know he wanted a pinup to like look like his wife but gotcha. mine was like the size of my pinky so mm. I can't put, you know I can't put too much detail in it it's so tiny and he saw the drawing he's like it's cool can we make it look more like my wife like sure you know but it's like this big like it's tiny the face is puny so I had to redraw it like 
five times and he was like outside in the hall like arguing with his wife and she's like it doesn't look like me and he's like it's small like they can't do much with it you know and so finally we got to a drawing and I asked him if he liked it he liked it he did step by step I kept letting him look in the mirror I was like do you like it do you like it and uh then the next day you know at the end of the night he was like I like it you know I love it and then the next day he texted me he's like I hate it I'm probably gonna get it lasered off Jesus the day after (laughs) yeah and I was just like dude what the hell you told me you liked it now you don't like it and it was so stressful it was probably his life (laughs) I think that's what it was too and a week later I tattooed his daughter and she was cool as fuck like she was so sweet like super down to earth and I was telling her she was asking me like who's the worst client you've ever had and I told her about him and she was like that's my dad (laughs) and I was just like no like no (laughs) he's like no it's like he's a hard ass and I was like yeah he definitely is a hard ass so I would probably die from embarrassment. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was, I was scared as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's what's your favorite part about being a tattoo artist? I'd say my favorite part is definitely traveling and meeting other artists and just making friends along the way. I've met a lot of really cool talented awesome people because of this job and I'm very grateful for that I'll always be very grateful for that and I love just seeing how happy the clients are when they get it and they're like it's better than I thought it was gonna be that is the best thing like just seeing them so happy you know and they really love it that those two I'd say are my favorite perks and just being able to learn such a sacred craft I feel really honored to do it so I just want to do my best, you know? Right. Well, you you do do your best, I think. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, if I wasn't in Dallas, I would I'd definitely be going to your shop. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so do you think the, the tattoo um, body mod industry kind of has a direct connection to the LGBT community and people who, you know, are queer? I feel like maybe it's not so direct, but I feel like we're both kind of, kind of the oddballs and the black sheep, you know, like queer people have always been kind of like looked at as the black sheep and then tattooers kind of are viewed as like pirates and rebels so I think those two you know like just kind of like the outcasts and like you know I I feel like they kind of make a correlation in that sense you know what I'm saying yeah um How does your identity and your expression influence your your art? I feel that's a good question. (laughs) I feel like it makes, I don't know, I feel more comfortable, you know, and I feel like that, that me being comfortable helps with the drawing. I feel more confident in my work because I'm more 
confident in myself being out. So I would say that's uh, that's how it would help the yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you look up to in the tattoo community? Well, I look up to my boss, first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> so badass. Her name's Morgan. And uh, she's just a really hardworking woman. Like she bought this shop 13 years ago and has just transformed it. And it's now one of the best shops in San Marcos, Texas. And, you know, her and her husband run the shop and, you know, she has kids she takes care of and does badass tattoos and takes care of us. So she's definitely like my number one, like influencer for sure. And, um, there's some queer artists too. There's um, Nikki Proper. He's one of my favorite artists. He does a lot of, uh, he's trans. He does a lot of black and gray. So I'd say him as well. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's Wendy Fom. She's her fam. She's in, I think she's in Australia now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she does really cool Japanese work. She's just a badass lady. Amazing mm-hmm. tattoo, so. Yeah, those are my influencers for sure. <laughs> what about in the LGBT community? Well, I love Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I know, she's just such a lovable person. I love Ellen, Queen Latifah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think who else. Ezra Miller, love Ezra Miller. Yes. <laughs> beautiful person. But I'd say those are like my top three for sure. Lots of every drag queen that's ever come on RuPaul's Drag Race, they all inspire the hell out of me. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I want to know more about your traveling. Okay. So, um, like, how, like, what what is it like to kind of visit all these different places? It's really fun because half the time I don't know what's going to happen i don't know Mm. if i go i'm only meeting like you know i'll know one person from the shop that i'm gonna go visit at i don't know anybody else i've never been in the area so it's fun because i'm kind of just put in a random place and i get to explore Mm -hmm. kind of like i guess see things for myself and experience things for myself you know which is the best part of traveling. Yeah, and I know you were talking about how you get to meet just a bunch of new people. Yeah, it's so inspiring. Like, I going into a different shop and seeing how they operate and stuff like that, it inspires me to, you know, like little things. You just take little things from each place you go and you kind of take it with you and you mm-hmm. do your work. Yeah, Um have you like met anybody in other places in the LGBT community? Like, are they different than you think they're different here in Texas? Not very. I think we're all kind of alike. I mean, we're all different, but in a sense, we're kind of all the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've met, I'm trying to think of it. I really. I rarely come across queer tattooers. Really? It's, yeah, I, I've met them online, but I, in person, I've yet 
I've yet to meet um, queer tattooers, which mm. is, I actually never really thought about it until now. If I do, I know maybe like one or two, but yeah. even then I, I would have liked the members, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of surprising. Yeah, there's not very many. Um, there's actually a page I follow on Instagram. It's called uh, Queer POC Tattooers. And um, that's where I found many of them. And we mm. like convert online and stuff. But yeah, I haven't really met many in person. So I still have yet to meet someone in person. Okay. Um, what has been your um, worst experience tra with traveling? Worst experience with traveling? Well, I did a stupid thing one time. I um, I drove to Portland, and it was a 32-hour drive mm. from San Marcos to Portland. I don't know why the hell I did it. I just, I did it. But I ran into this storm, and this was the worst thing that has ever happened in my entire life. But I drive, I'm in Utah driving. And there's this giant uh, pass. And it's like sunny where I'm at. So I'm driving and it's all sunny. And then I look forward. And it's all these dark clouds. And I just see lightning coming from the clouds. And, and I drive past this sign and it says, Rattlesnake Pass, no service for the next 20 miles. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and I like I called my friend and I was like I'm so scared right now like I'm just like trying to call my friends you know mm -hmm. to get, just talk me through this drive but I'm driving through and it's storming there's lightning just like it was it, it was terrifying like when I was done driving through that 20 miles of hill I got out of my car and I was just like I need to like take a break <laughs> Yeah. But that was probably the worst experience I had. It was very, very scary. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> oh, it was it was terrifying. Yeah. Um, also can you, was kind of... <laughs> um can you walk me through a day in the life of you? Um... When you're when you're working. <laughs> I'm working okay because I don't really know what I'm gonna do I like mm -hmm. every day I, I don't know what I'm going to do I well as far let's say tattooing so I wake up and usually I'll make like a little egg sandwich and take my dog outside running around in the yard and stuff and um, I'll usually just sit on my porch and just smoke a little weed you know <laughs> and uh I don't know. I like sitting outside a lot. So yeah. I'll do that in the morning. I, I like to relax. And um, I'll just go on my schedule and like look and see, uh, I guess, what I'm tattooing that day. I don't know what I'm doing until I wake up, really. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm doing a ship or I'm doing a ladyhead. And then I'll go draw it at work. And um, I pretty much work from 12 to 8. And uh, usually me and my coworker slash best friend Heather will draw together like play around we're usually just dicking around at work whenever I don't yeah. have any like clients in but after that 
there's this bar that I love. It's called The Showdown. It's the mm-hmm. oldest bar in San Marcos. And I go over there, and I get a shot of whiskey, and I play pool. That's not, so that, that's not a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good day. So Yeah. Uh, do you have any struggles in your day-to-day life? You know, not really. No. It's very, it's very easy. Like sometimes I complain and I sit there and I'm like, why the hell am I complaining? Like I don't have any reason to complain, you know? So not, yeah, not, not really at all. Um, I know most people in San Marco, so it's very nice. Like I can walk down the street, you know, at the coffee shop and they're like, hey, Jay. And I'm like, hey, you know, like it's just very, yeah. very easy going. And um, especially living in a river town, everybody's really chill. And it's very, everyone's just kind of on the same page, I guess I would say. Mm. For the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you suffer or did you ever suffer from any mental illnesses? Um, Other than anxiety, not really. Mm. I get kind of anxious a lot. Um, specifically, but I fly a lot, Mm -hmm. but I, I do not, so that's definitely one big anxiety I face a lot, and I still face it today, um, so I guess just anxiety, really, Mm -hmm. and being nervous with, like, if someone doesn't like their design and, you know, I get kind of nervous and scared. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, usually when I even, every tattoo when I start it, my hands are sweaty as hell. It's disgusting. Like, <laughs> I take off my gloves and I'm just like, I have like yeah. a little sweat. <laughs> but I'd say anxiety is definitely a big one, but every day I'm learning to just face it more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so does it does it make your work more difficult dealing with it um, in some cases with newer clients yes it can make me a little more nervous but um, I've learned to just kind of wing it and it usually works every time if I just go in there and just you know I'm confident in the art you know mm-hmm. and, you know, confident in myself, I've noticed it makes me feel a little better, you know? Right. Um, is there a difference in the way people treat you in person versus online? Um, I guess in some cases, yeah. I mean, when I'm at work, I'm usually pretty professional, but like outside of work, I'm usually just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. with every being friendly towards everybody. So usually everyone's pretty nice. I mean, people are nice online, and then in person they're nice. Too. So yeah, I, no, there's not there's not really a difference. Maybe just in like being professional at work and then outside of work having fun, you know. I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think having an Instagram account with you know as many followers as you have which is over seven, seven thousand. 
Um, do you think it has helped you or hurt you? I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to, I don't know, I, I want people to feel comfortable with me so I don't have a problem sharing things I do in my life and being open with people because I want them to feel really comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if they get tattooed by me, I want them to feel yeah. pretty comfortable. Um, so have you like, a, you've never like received any negativity about, um, the way you, you express yourself online? Oh no, not at all. That's I've good. had people be like, yo, this is cool. You know, cause I feel like most of the time when people get tattooed, I've even experienced this before I was a tattooer, I would go on a shop and I would be fucking terrified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would just be nervous. So I feel like when you present yourself a little more approachable and like, you know, you're easy going, I feel like it makes people feel more comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think these are my last few uh, notes, notes here already. Um, cool. What advice would you give to a young person who identifies as non-binary or even trans? That's a good question. <laughs> I would tell them um, just to, you know, hang on. It's not, I know it feels like crap because you have a lot on your chest that you want to, you know, you want to let out. But um, I would just tell them to hang on and, like, really be careful with the friends that you Because mm-hmm. I feel personally like my friends saved me. You know, I could talk to them about literally anything. So I would get them to, you know, I would tell them, you know, have some solid friends that you could talk to, you know, and try, try really hard to get a therapist as well because you need one along the way. Because it's, it's very scary, you know, and I can imagine, you know, being young and having these very, it's very frightening you kind of feel alone you know Mm -hmm. but let them know they're not alone and you know they can they can talk to people who do care and there is someone who cares you're not the only one that's that's good advice (laughs) um and what about advice you would give to someone who's interested in becoming a tattoo artist i would say uh, you got to be 100% committed. You cannot just dip your toes in. You have to jump in. There's no, you know, I'm going to do this and then have a side job. Like, tattooing has to be your whole life. Because if you have any small distractions, it's going to be, you know, it's just something you want to be 100% committed to. Mm-hmm. And I'd say don't go in with any expectations. Um, and definitely be careful with shops. There are people that will scam you. <laughs> so that would be my advice to them. Well, all- uh, <laughs> yeah. Draw. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. 
with me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. This is a a learning curve for the both of us, I think. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I had. I think it's cool. I had fun. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and if any, if anyone listening is in the San Marcos area, um, be sure to go check out Classic Tattoo. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find Jay. I'm, I'm sure you can probably click somewhere. And, uh, go follow, go follow them. But their uh, Instagram tag is jbaby.tattoo. Uh, yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. Um, and if you guys want to check into the next episode of, of the podcast, it'll be the same time next week, Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, and if you want to check out any previous episodes, you can go to anchor.fm slash lifewithleva, or you can just look in the link in my description and check those out. They're all about LGBT community, uh, gender, sexuality, mental health, all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah thank you yeah (laughs) thank you all right well i hope you have a great rest of your day (laughs) thanks you too all right (laughs) bye